Hey everybody, it's Still Sober with John Rabin. I am Still Sober, <clears throat> and I am John Rabin. I am both of those things. Therefore, the title of this podcast is Still True. If you're a sober person, I hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, I hope you're staying sane. How are you? Good or bad? I didn't... That rhetorical question, I did not leave enough pause for you to speak into your phone or laptop. Uh, most likely phone. Um, anyway, hope you're doing well. I'm, I'm doing better. I can still feel the... Uh, I like lost four, five pounds during the whole thing. During my whole little ordeal with the uh, uh, surgery and, you know, tumor and everything. I was like, that's a heavy tumor. No, no, no. It was just, a, I think I just wasn't eating uh, well. And then um, gained a couple pounds and just like 24 hours after after I weighed myself and went, Jesus. Uh, also, I might be... Uh, I might have lost a little weight because I adjusted how I was eating. I don't know if I – maybe I, I talked about it last week. What the fuck did I talk about last week? Um, oh, that, that catheter suck. That's not even remotely uh, what else has been going on. I uh, I realized it, it is like, oh, okay, th this may be a repeat of last week, but uh, – uh, I feel like I may not have mentioned it, that I feel like it's time to grow up. Like food wise, maybe it's time to, you know, I have since getting married, I've definitely cut out like Totino's pizzas, but still at work, we're still like some microwavable pizzas, burritos, hot pockets, just general, just garbage. Cause I was like, my defense was that, well, I eat better at home, you know, at least one of the two meals that I eat um, is better for me. That's, that's, that's a step up from what I used to. But the thing is, if I'm turning 50, maybe I should stop eating like I'm a first year college freshman. It might be time to actually eat my age and my wife is already on top of that after all this this health scare stuff she's immediately like you need to have a more omega-3 i'm like i guess that i guess that's that people say talk about it and i know that there you know are supplements you can take and it's supposed to be good and it does things but i don't fucking know sure so she's making sure I'm eating fish at least three times a week, which is fine. It's like it's like let's back off the uh, the red meat a little bit, and I'm like, hey, 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 all right, fine. I get it. Also, I don't because of uh, how it you know while recovering, I was avoiding caffeine because caffeine. Um, irritates your bladder uh, if you're trying to heal. It's not 
maybe not a good call. So I've I've been drinking like decaf coffee and I don't have sodas and I don't have those and I definitely don't have that fucking rain energy drink that I was drinking at work that uh, is basically liquid meth, um, which which I definitely feel after I eat lunch now because I don't have my, you know, I don't have my baba that could, to, to get me through after after a meal and I want to take a nap. I just have to actually work on my own and go, all right. But you know what? I'm, I feel like I've adjusted already. Apparently it only took a week to kind of adjust to no caffeine. It's like, a, you know, no headaches or anything. I just kind of like, all right. It's like, I never had it. I still drink my decaf coffee. So at least I get that taste. So it's sort of like the ritual is still there. But um, that was, that's been the easiest thing to quit, by the way, is, you know, the doses of caffeine that, uh, that I typically have had every day since probably since I started drinking, I'm guessing. I think I started drinking coffee after I started getting drunk. Like after I started dr- actually drinking booze is when I started actually I was like, okay, I understand coffee now. And then I would have coffee every day since. But um, now, shit, man, decaf. It's just really funny to sit there and go, decaf? Who the, who the fuck is this for? It's for you now. This is yours. This is your life now. Now, if only you'll stop vaping. I'm like, ah, give me, give me a thing. At some point, I can't cut out everything. I mean, I guess I can, but anyway, yeah. So I started buying like better meals to take to take the the lunch. So uh, to take to work. Uh, for lunch and I've started eating if, if just either like a granola bar or bowl of cereal trying to at least eat breakfast let's at least start with some food maybe that'll help it's just weird to be at my age and also to be in this country with what's going on with everybody around around me and you know just in in the country that we live and my problem is, is that I'm not gaining weight, that I'm trying to gain weight. It seems like it should be pretty easy. It sounds like it should be easy. The suggestions that uh, my wife's friends are telling them are like, feed him pasta. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, feed me pasta. Fucking love pasta. I don't mind gaining weight. Give it to me. I just don't, uh, I, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. I just saw that uh, I don't follow politics, and I certainly don't follow local politics, although I probably should. If you're going to follow any politics, you really should follow local because that's actually what affects you. Um, happy, Also, happy belated tax tax day from last weekend hope you paid your taxes I paid mine well I got paid and then I paid them back I still haven't heard from them so I'm guessing everything's fine we'll see 
I'm hoping I paid them back because what had happened is, is that I filed my uh, income taxes wrong. My W-2 was kind of messed up and then I got the corrected W-2. So I had to file an amended return. And this is how the IRS works. They don't just process all your forms together to save themselves work. No, no, no. What they do is they process, they just green light what H&R Block already did. The first one, nope, let's just pass it through. And then let's overpay the guy. Yeah, just send him a bunch of money. Why not? All right, let's process the amended return. Oh, now they owe us money because we overpaid them. So they owe us the money right back, which seems like a big waste of time on everyone's part. When all you had to do was look up one person and go, okay, they filed a return and then filed an amended return less than 24 hours later. How do you not see that and process them both together? Anyway, fine. It's, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of weird, whatever it's, I'm sure it'll end up with me getting audited before I die at some point. I'm sure in the next five years, I've, Maybe even next year. You watch. I'm going to get audited because of this bullshit. They're like, oh, this seems suspicious. Hey, we've never audited this guy before. Yeah, because I was a dishwasher for nine years. Anyway, I'm getting off track here. What I was going to say is local politics here in Texas. Woo! Settle down, everyone. This is actually some good news. There was a bill that passed the Texas House that decriminalizes fentanyl testing strips, which is what I've been railing about for over a year now, Um, because it's still on the drug paraphernalia list. Um, So they're talking about decriminalizing it. Now, does that mean, is that going to get to a point where they're, you know, they're going to be able to be approved and, State sponsor? I don't know. One step at a time, I guess. But uh, but it got approved. Um, and like heartily, out of 100, you know, that this is a, this is Texas. So like conservatives, but it's like voted 143 to two to approve House Bill 362. And it will now head to the Senate. Two, two people said no. Uh, I bet they're old. Um. But here's the thing. The bill was, uh, and of course it was done by uh, Representative Tim Oliverson, Republican, of course. See, that's that's what you do. This is all politics. That's how you do it. When you have one party that's going to bitch about something and say, oh, we need to do this, and they say it, and then the other party blanks at them. Just kind of sits there and goes, mm-hmm, whatever. Then you let time go on, and then the party that didn't respond to what the Democrats, so the Republicans didn't respond to what the Democrats said. And they wait. And then one of the Republicans brings forth a bill that says the same shit that the Democrats say, and they approve it, knowing that the Democrats want this thing through because that's what their constituents want and the republicans get to take credit for taking care of it and going see we're doing something about it 
Yeah. And you know what? It's petty. And all I care about is that this is going to get passed. Because if 143 out of 145 people in the House pass it through, I doubt that the Senate's going to shoot it down. If they do, the fuck out of here. But I think I think it'll get through. And, um, and it's a step, at least in this state, it's a step in the right direction. And hopefully other states, um, you know, maybe not Florida, uh, but uh, it's a step in the right direction. You know, I doubt that they'll – that we'll get to the point where health care pays for treatment – the state has funds to help pay for treatment again. That would be nice for people because the other things that they're doing, like they're, they're all trying to figure out, Oh, well, what if, what if we make the penalties for dealing fentanyl greater? Because that's how you stop crime is you make the, sentences longer that'll stop drug dealers as evidence of the past 40 years and beyond but since the war on drugs started um, let's just use a uh, 40 to 50 year old playbook and um, we're not going to think outside the box here we're just going to keep doing the same bullshit and uh, you know the definition of insanity do you doing the same shit over and over, expecting different results. But blah, 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 negativity, negativity, which is who I am. This fentanyl testing strips thing is great on my end from, from my area. Uh, step in the right direction when, you know, and I'm sure we'll take some other steps in the, in the wrong direction. It's, it's what we do. Uh, it's what my state does. You know, I don't know about your state, um, but it seems like every state has got their own special um, mental illness, brand of mental illness and doing dipshittery just in different in, in different ways. Everybody's got their own uh, special brand of dipshittery. And as I mentioned before, Florida tops them all. Good luck with uh, you guys there. I do not understand how several people in the same age group, a generation, if you will, not the whole generation, but a lot of them, I do not understand how they have the same just attitude and just how they're they're so wrong I don't understand it I don't understand how if you know and I'm talking about millennials and millennials get a bad rap because honestly the millennials need to be split into two because older millennials are like Gen X light they got a lot of the same shit got a lot of a if you're in your late 30s Right now. So the generation right now, if you are in, if you are 35 or older, 
you are like an older millennial, you guys are not the same as the ones that are in their early 30s. There's this weird thing, and not all of them in their early 30s. I've, I've definitely, you know, it's some are better than others, but there has been just this, this chain of multiple people who all have the same issue when it comes to work and it comes to showing up on fucking time. And somehow like it's mitigated because you, because you want to stay late when the fucking job is to stay, is to be there on time or early. Like I've told them different people. I've said, look, you don't have to do anything different with job performance other than just be on time. It's one simple thing. Just get the, hell, get there early. You don't have to put forth an effort in any other, all the other bullshit that you're failing at or not doing or not understanding or not coming through on, whatever. All you have to do for some people like, oh, I'm having a problem with management. All you have to do is be, go to work on time. If you're showing up late every day because you're not a morning person mm. and, and you're just wondering how can this, oh, how can I make this better? All you have to do is just get up a little bit earlier. That's it. Like somehow that's going to, uh, to fix things. Like it will, it'll fix a lot. It's weird. See, my personal thing is not the showing up late. I don't, I don't really care about that because my, what affects me is not people being there at the start of the day. It's just being there. I've always had a problem with people who, I act like, it's, it's very assumptive, but it's almost always turned out to be correct, which is this. Either they're doing something on Saturday that's like work-related. So what they do is Sunday becomes their day off to recover from working. And they recover because this is Austin, Texas. And they recover by drinking a fucking lot and having a good time. And then they don't feel well on Monday, which is a bunch of horse shit. I defy you to give me an example of somebody who woke up on a Monday sick, legit sick on a Monday and didn't go to work because they were sick. I don't buy it. I don't think it's happened. That's 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 my that's my take on it. I don't think I mean sure somebody it's happened sometime, but I don't I don't fucking buy it. I've never seen it. Every single time it's cuz somebody's fucking hungover. Or I don't know, maybe they're maybe they're in that that whole, you know, I needed some me time or, you know, I was listening to my body and my body said not to go to work. Hey, fuck you. None of our bodies want us to go to work. 
but we do it because it's the right thing to do. It's the responsible thing to do. And it just drives me crazy. That drives me crazy is no showing or not, not going to work on the hardest fucking day. In my, in my job, Monday is the worst day. You want to slough off and not show up on Tuesday, fine by me. But you fucking show up on Monday, god damn it. That's the thing that gets – oh, man, it gets me riled up, I swear. But other people, when it comes to management, they want you to be there when the door opens. And this is for any job. They want you to be there on time. And the problem with some of these millennials, the young millennials, is that they don't understand how it's okay for management to show up whenever they want, but they have to be there early. And my response to that is, that's the fucking gig. That's the job you took. You are, the reason that you have a job is so that management doesn't have to show up on time because you're fucking there. And if you're not there, you're dropping the ball. It's just as simple as that. Do you know how many people wouldn't get fired if they were on time? Like if they still sucked at their job and they sucked all day. And they were terrible, but they were timely, but they were punctual. That guy sucks, but he's punctual. I bet they keep their job. That's the only thing that you have to do. It's like two things, actually. Be on time or early and pretend you're working. Like, don't fall asleep. So I got fired. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't fall asleep at work. I was nodding off because I was a heroin addict. So, but even then, it took them a long fucking time to fire me. But that was the other thing. It's drug addict. It's an alcoholic. I was on probation. I was going through a lot of shit. And I kept my job for a long time because I kept showing up every day. I wasn't doing it right, but I was there every day. That's how I kept my job. It took me finally, like, nodding off at my desk and falling asleep and getting caught several times, by the way, before I was finally fired. Rightfully so. They should have fired me two years before, but it took them two years to finally fire me. Why? Because I was there every day. And it's just weird that it's the same age group. I don't know what happened with those age. It's like they sit there and they go, it's, it's not fair. I mean, I put in the work later, <laughs> but it's just that, just that whole mentality. It's like, why should I, if they, but you know, like all of a sudden, everything that they're reading in HuffPo is, doesn't make sense in the business world, like at a job, like suddenly a job is a democracy. Like you're trying to take, you know, progressive politics and put it into a job. The fuck are you doing? This is a workplace. This is not fucking social, political, ideology bullshit. It's a job. All you have to do is show up. Granted, if you're working with me, you better do your fucking job. Like you need to be there and then not suck. 
Like I just like I like I've said over and over, I just want you to be mediocre. You can do the bare minimum at least. So be on time, do the bare minimum. And I know that makes me sound old, but it shouldn't. That's all I mean, I'm not that's not even asking a lot, is it? The fuck is going on? Anyway, I really feel for you guys that are that are 35 to 40 right now. Because people talk a lot of shit about millennials. And half the time, they really mean Gen Z, but they just say millennials because they don't know any better because they're fucking boomers. And the other part is, is that a lot of what you guys are getting shit on about is actually young millennials. It's not you. So it's, I feel for you guys. But I, I see it. I see it all the time. Anyway, thanks for letting me rant. Just had to get that out. It's like I started off with a thing, then I hit you with some good news, then I uppercut you with some, you know, these kids today, it's not even kids. These fucking, these 30-year-olds today, it's weird. I'm talking about 30-year-olds like they're 22-year-olds who don't do their fucking job, and it's not. They. That's the other thing. By the time you're 32... You've been sucking at your job for 10 years. You should have figured it out by now. You should have figured this out. I shouldn't have to tell you this. That's some shit you learn, you know, in your early 20s. And you finally figured out, oh, this is how you, this is how the real world works. Like by the time you hit 25, you should be like, oh, I'm getting the hang of this. All right. I'm figuring out how to get, stay under the radar and. You know, oh, I got fired. Big fucking deal. I'm 25. I can get another job. But by the time you're 32, you should have had this shit down. I shouldn't have to say this. And it's weird to me that the people in that age group haven't figured it out. What are they going to do when they turn 40? That's really going to hit them hard. Jesus Christ. Anyway, it's enough. Thank you. Thank you for the old man yells at a cloud podcast. Here we are. Stillsoverpod at gmail.com. Appreciate uh, you joining me this week. Um, we'll see you next week. All right. Later. Yeah.